What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We appreciate you joining us for this show uh, on at 590 AM ESPN Omaha, and we are there for good now. We got the thumbs up. We are on. We're through. Also on in 1480 ESPN Lincoln. DB gives a big thumbs up for that. Uh, before we get to our next guest, I'd like to provide an update on DeMar Hamlin via Cole Harvey, he said he just chatted to a family friend of his, and um, it says, per that family friend and DeMar's family, doctors overnight got promising readings that they had been hoping to see by this morning. Uh, he couldn't go into specifics, but progress appears to be made. So uh, that update coming out just four minutes ago from Cole Harvey, the ESPN reporter that's been uh, outside the hospital for the last, like, 48 hours. So Tell you what. That's uh, that's on the fly reporting, man. Makes it tough. And somebody that does very good reporting, <laughs> somebody with very good reporting skills, is our next guest, Kevin Suits from Ten Eleven News. Kevin, good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, gentlemen, as well. Hopefully, twenty twenty three is treating you well so far. You know what? Two that's days in, I'm all good. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> not too bad. We'll give it time. You know, it's a bit another two days. Who knows? Hey, I, let me start real quick before we get to. Nebraska and big picture with hoops and football. Uh, the hack tournament at Coach Noble, Coach Kelly, a sweep for the boys and girls at Lincoln High. Uh, I know somewhere Bolin is super happy about his Lincoln High links with that administration crew up there. Level of surprise that the Lynx swept the hack tournament in terms of, of both sides. Absolutely stunned. The women, <laughs> uh, the, the girls winning – not a surprise. Not They're one of the best teams in this state. Boys, though, holy moly. That's a big conference. It's a tough one, too. Some great coaching, some really good talent this year across the board as well. But to know that the Lincoln High boys won that tournament, absolutely shocking to me. But I'm, I'm on the train. I think this team has a lot of uh, momentum right now. Noble, he's one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, Coach Noble, this has got to be quite a turnaround, man. He's getting Garrett Jr. and those guys to play well. They're long, right? But the one that got my attention, see, I think Southwest is dangerous, right? Everybody, they, they got a ton of options and Love Jr. and Ryland Smith and, you know, Fraggy is athletic. When you're looking at kind of when the dust settles, do you think Lincoln Eye is built for the long term? That's a great question, D.B. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I don't know right now. Let me see the next couple of weeks yeah. because Lincoln High's schedule plays out that they continue city play over the next week and a half. So we'll still learn, you know, how much did that hack tournament take out of them? I would lean to say Southwest may still be the best team in the city. I think Southeast is incredibly dangerous in the postseason because of the defense they play and having Bangot Dak at the front of that trapping zone. 
I mean, he's going to be a matchup problem for anybody who gets them in the postseason. But right now, Lincoln Hyde, they're veteran. The roster guys, it's almost all seniors. Yeah. So they understand Noble. He is not easy to play for, but they've been through it, and they understand his expectations. And I think that's maybe what led to their success last week at the hack is that they kind of hit their stride. They understand what coach expects, and they understand their roles. Good for the Lynx. Yeah, uh, you know, Kevin, you're a great follow on Twitter. I just got to say that for one. Um, and you can toss him a follow at Kevin Suits, and it's S J U T S. And uh, I was following you closer around Christmas time, and uh, I, I like when you release your AP poll for college basketball. Um, and I noticed uh, that you had UConn as the number one team over Purdue at the time. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's. That's a pr- pretty pretty good choice. And then um, we, we obviously saw Purdue lose to Xavier. Or Purdue, excuse me, UConn lose to Xavier. And then we saw Purdue lose to Rutgers. So are, are you uh, pretty shaken up by seeing that your top two teams in your Week 7 poll ha- have kind of gone awry? Well, New Mexico State bit the dust, too. No more undefeated. I mean, this is tough. The top 25 this year has been extremely challenging. I've been all in on UConn. This past week was the first time I had had Purdue number one all season. Granted, that's a team I've seen firsthand. Nebraska took them to overtime. I still think the Huskers should have won that game. So I've had this complex with the Boilermakers. Do I think they're good? Yes. Do I think they're the best team in the land? No, not until this past week because UConn showed some vulnerability as well. As of right now, vote for next week's poll or reevaluate my top 25. I think I'm going Houston number one. I think they're maybe the best team in the country right now. I'm still really high on UConn. I think they're really, really good. They've got a couple of tough tests coming up as well. Uh, But man, number one keeps having different teams receive votes. And I will say the hardest part of the top 25 voting right now is deciding who's one through three and then who's 20 through 25, because some of the teams on the backside of the top 25, every week when I write out my top 25, I list out about, I don't know, 10 to 15 teams I think are deserving of being in the poll. I have to pick five. So picking five out of 15 teams is pretty challenging. And I try to look at them head to head. You know, which team in my heart do I feel is the best of those teams? Yeah, that's that's so spot on about that back end. I watched LSU play against Kentucky last night, showing that that win a week ago wasn't a fluke, and they're just outside the top 25. Best wishes on that poll, Kevin. But let me ask you this. <laughs> it just is tough. How good a handle do you feel you have or don't have on Michigan State when you watch all these other teams play in the Big Ten? They seem like the ultimate wild card from the, the ceiling to the floor. Well, it's not just Michigan State. If you look at some of the teams that started the season and made a move right around all the the Mauis and the Bahamas tournaments, you thought Michigan State was going to be really good, right? And then they suffered some losses that cut you by surprise. Similarly, North Carolina. They win some games early. They're a a team that made the championship last year. You think they're really good, but then they suffer that four-game losing streak. So, I guess all to say that there are a group of teams, Kentucky's another one. How good are they really? I think on some nights they're really good. I think Michigan State was pretty good last night when they beat Nebraska because they jumped on them early. 
and they didn't take their foot off the gas. But there's a group of teams like Michigan State that on good nights, they're good. On bad nights, they're very vulnerable. When do you see Creighton making their way back into the top 25? Soon. Well, it could happen next week. <laughs> Look at the schedule they have ahead. They've got a couple of prove-it games. You know, UConn. If you go and beat UConn, there's a chance you're – they received one vote this past week. Maybe necessarily going to get it back in the top 25, but they're going to be right on the edge if they win against the Huskies. So, Creighton, I think there's a huge opportunity in the week ahead – if you sustain it over the next two weeks, they're probably back in the top 25. But you've seen, guys, they're a different team with Kalkbrenner in there, mm-hmm. and they have to remain committed to playing good defense. If they do that, I think they're back in the mix with the top 25. Could you learn enough about what you think Minnesota may bring to the table this weekend with, with Nebraska against a, a tough Wisconsin. It's always hard to win on the road unless you're Rutgers and your Minnesota plant Wisconsin to the final possession. But uh, do you know enough about the Gophers to kind of cap this one coming up for Nebraska? No. I know. Minnesota is a weird study. Big Ten's tough. It's going to be – how many weeks are left in the Big Ten season? Two months? Yeah. It's going to be a wild, insanely difficult uh, to predict Big Ten season. Of course, Purdue's at the top, but there are these teams, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska, they're going to win some games. It's a matter of matchup, how prepared they are, and the energy they bring in some of those games. And we're speaking with Kevin Suits, sports director at 1011 News. Kevin, before we let you go, after watching Nebraska play last night, and, and you know their strength has been defense all season long, uh, but when defense doesn't carry over to offense right away, uh, did you like their shot selection, or what do you think they could have done a better job of instead of just popping shots and try to match Michigan State? Well, I think this is a challenge for Nebraska, is when they get behind it doesn't lend itself to the way they want to play. They want to play at a slower pace, rely on their defense, and be very calculated in their shot selection. When you're behind, you need to hit threes. Vandemel went 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. I don't even – what did Tominaga finish with? Two points? Yep. They need Casey to maybe go 15 to 20 points when they're down by double digits and they need to climb back into a game. So, did I like their shot selection? Eh. They were kind of in a bad spot because they got behind mid-first half and they had to play catch-up. they got to hit threes, and that's not the DNA of the team. Mm. Kevin, you're the man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much this morning. Thanks, Kev. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Two for you coming up next, presented by Dingman's Collision Center. Give us a call, 888-638-4876, for your chance at a Hale Varsity Club gift card.